Welcome to another episode of the CycleCast, and thank you for streaming, downloading, or tuning in at CycleFeed.xyz, and we are also available on iTunes. My name is Aloudin Hightower, and I'm here with my co-host... Ronnie Toth. What What, up, y'all? What's going on, man? What have you been up to? Oh, man. Lots of stage racing. We've been out in uh, Arizona with the zoners, we like to call it. My brother brother gives him a hard time. He's like, the zoners, man. They're always clogging up the local beaches. Really? What is your brother (laughs) a surfer? Here's a test, though. We're going to tell our out-of-state viewers how to handle themselves. So here's how you can tell if someone's from California or not. Okay. If they say, we're going to Cali. If it's Cali. Exactly. You're hey, 100% you ain't, right. You ain't from here. <laughs> You're exactly. I figured it out. You're 100% right. I've That's the truth. Out these other gems. This other one kind of stumbled upon it. Um, so this is a good one for men and understanding women. So they speak this mysterious language called body language. Okay. Right? We were joking earlier. It's like you need to listen with your eyes and not, right. not just your ears. Right. So right. it translates to cycling because you know, you're reading faces and watching mm-hmm. pedal strokes, see who's looking like death wobbly. Putting in the, uh, you know, kind of like the thrusting the bike into submission with their upper body instead of their legs. Uh huh. <clears throat> so I found this out. I noticed it with my mom, my grandma, um, a lady friend, and then a, a lesbian friend. And all <laughs> a lady <laughs> friend and a lesbian friend, my grandmother, all my mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pretty conclusive evidence. Okay. So ask, That's who's Ronnie's kicking okay. it with. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> got my spread, eclectic spread. Yeah. So you ask them a question that they don't want to answer. So, uh, you know, you ask questions sometimes that you didn't want the answer. Like, I shouldn't right. ask that. It's going to hurt my feelings when right. I find out the truth. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I asked, so what what were you doing yesterday? Or who's that guy were you with? Or whatever the question is. Uh-huh. And a woman, when she doesn't want to answer, she's going to be like, what? What? Yeah. What? Like, she'll <laughs> pretend like she didn't hear you. <laughs> but when you ask it again, do they try to discount it? Is that what no, it is? No, it's usually twice. It's like, okay, wait, what? what? Wait, what? 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 Do you want yogurt land? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were in Arizona, bike race. It was the Valley of the Sun stage race. Three stages. Uh-huh. We went out uh, with the Centric Boys. Went out on Wednesday. Stayed with uh, one of my teammates, um, sister and his parents. Little oh, homestay. Cool. I had uh, had the cozy spot on the hardwood floor. Nice, you know? nice. Pro cycling, man. Nice. Not all it's cracked up to be. It's good for your back. It <laughs> yeah, makes you it wake aligns, up early. Lines the spine. Uh huh. Yeah, it's definitely good. It ain't like the memory foam I'm used to. No, know, that not, cloud life. No, I love memory foam. Remember, thank you, NASA. No, whoever my, whoever made memory. My foam. bed is about as like fixy as it gets. It's just three memory foam toppers. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's not like I can't afford a bed. I have a California King. Like in storage, but I just like having three memory foam toppers. Yeah, it, it just so- it's simple. soaks you in. It's simple, yeah. and that way, if I like need to skip town with the IRS after me or something, I can. Yeah, you have the IRS chasing you, Ronnie. <laughs> no, not yet, man. Okay. <laughs> after we go big with cycle food, we might though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might, we might. You know, Ronnie doesn't like paying his taxes. And oh no, I me. love paying my taxes. <laughs> the internet is forever. Don't don't do me dirty like that. I pay my sales tax. <laughs> I pay my gas tax. Neither of which you can opt out of. We're talking what eighteen cents of every uh, uh, every gallon dollar, or to federal. Gallon? Okay, okay. Eighteen cents to federal and thir- is it federal? Thirty-eight to state. The bigger wow. one is state, so it goes. California's dipping into your pockets. Gas is getting cheaper. I like it, but yeah. it still could be sixty cents cheaper if it weren't for a little bit of extra SAM surcharges, as I call them. Sixty cents cheaper. So thirty-eight cents is to uh, state. Uh huh. Just added on. Right. Right. Um, and then eighteen cents to federal. 
Wow. So yeah. at any time in California, if you compare it with the rest of the country, mm-hmm. you're going to have 60 cents more. So in Arizona, we're eventually going to talk about cycling, I promise. Yeah, yeah, uh, In yeah, Arizona, yeah. gas is like 139, 149. Okay. So in here, it's 249, 239. Do you think, because this is my like plan, I'm like, okay, when I if I get rich enough, all right, not... Not on fixie money, but just I see money coming from somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, a yob, a yob, a real yob. <laughs> but uh, would it make sense to register in Nevada or register oh, in sure. Oregon Check instead of registering Elon, in the state? Check out Elon Musk, man. He built the uh, the Tesla Gigafactory in the middle of the desert in Nevada. Mm-hmm. That ain't because he likes the desert, right? <laughs> and the space, right? Yeah, and I think you need a ton of water to like cool something like that down, mm-hmm. like the NSA spy factory in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Right, right. I heard about that is uh using massive amounts of water in the middle of a drought so it's like i guess national to security. cool its servers yeah national uh-huh. security and spying on american citizens is more yeah. important than giving american citizens water yeah so yeah. we're in arizona okay three yeah, yeah. stages arizona. first stage is a 14 mile time trial versus the clock uh-huh. so it's just individual time trial you can use a tt bike the juniors are actually relegated $12 word there. The juniors are limited to um, road bikes and aero helmets. They can wear like booties, but they can't have wheels any deeper than like 808. What are think. booties? Booties like shoe covers. Okay, okay, okay. Um, while the rest, that's just so that no like no kid has an advantage based on money. Does oh, that make sense? Like, yeah, of course. So the wealthy course. parents and the poor kids can like have the same fighting right. battle. Because like a TT bike, it allows you to go to be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. In an aerodynamic position, mm-hmm. it's not like the bike is magically faster. It just right. allows you to stay comfortable in a faster position. I've been watching a lot of TT time trials uh, yeah. on YouTube, UCI, yeah. and uh, some GSN GCN videos, yeah. and uh, it's interesting to just see like the teams go and then just the time trialing. Just I don't know. I have a lot of questions about that, but go ahead, yeah. keep going. I'm glad you talked about it. No, when I, I got to ride with um, Taylor Finney the other day at the Rose Bowl, he was doing some intervals, and I was asking him what wattage the BMC team held when they won the time trial world championships who's taylor finney taylor finney is i mean uh, one <laughs> ronnie of made a funny face when i said that i'm still learning ronnie i always judge dean he's like, who's who's jen's voice that's like asking like who's chuck norris man really? like, I'm still... the man might be your dad and you don't even know <laughs> oh man i'm still learning okay he might be you never know it's he might world. be um so taylor finney is one of the most prolific american champions I believe he was runner-up at the 2013 or 2014 time trial, individual time trial world championships. Okay. His mom and dad, um, the Finneys, Davis Finney is his dad. I'm blanking on his mom, but they were both Olympic cyclists. So oh, no this kidding. homeboy's like bred for, uh, wow. for Holland Barrier on a two wheels. Right, 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 right. Taylor Finney. <clears throat> Taylor hey, Finney. if he's in the neighborhood, maybe we can get him on one day and <laughs> I can sure, actually yeah. meet him in person. <laughs> <laughs> he was out at Montrose uh, the other day. You were talking about his wattage. Yeah, so he did... The team, or maybe he did while part of the team time time trial, 415 watts for about 48 minutes, I want to say. Okay. There, 45. So okay. An hour. Um, which that's like, so to put in perspective, I do my intervals um, like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll do like 400 to 500 watts for, for, se- seven, for minutes. seven minutes. So, I mean, sometimes I'm going like 490 and it's right. higher than him, but mm-hmm. he's doing that for a good part of an hour and 45 minutes. That's crazy. Pretty incredible. So out of the Valley of Alley the Sun, 14-mile uh, time trial out and back, crosswinds for the pro fields. Um, some of the other ones had a little bit less wind, but it picked up throughout the day. How fast? We go in the afternoon. 
Uh, how fast are the winds? Yeah. Um, maybe 10, 15 miles per hour. Nothing oh, too not big. Bad. Yeah. Okay. Five, five to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 2% false flat on the way out and then 2% on the way back. Kind of a little bit of stair stepping. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner did 30 miles per hour and I did like just under 28. So oh, like okay. There's some very nice. that can, can hit time it. trial out there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's no hiding. They call the time trial the race of truth. Oh. Yeah, so I lost, gosh, it was 14 miles. I did uh, 31 minutes. And the winner did like fourteen miles in thirty-one minutes. Yeah, wow, so that's about, about twenty-eight miles per hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had my like my foxy spaceman costume, the aero helmet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Repping the Catella kit, Catella nice. seamless kit. Thank you, Catella. Thank Catella. you. Those are the best feeling kits no, on my body. Man, you can just pet me. It's cozy stuff. <laughs> It's, uh, it's Have they thought about making blankets or sheets yet? Yeah, we've got a Snuggie in the works. It's actually okay. an Aero Snuggie, and right. it looks just like a cycling kit. Okay, all right. I'm <laughs> waiting for that. All right, I'm waiting for that. That'd be tight. <laughs> so I was down like two to three minutes on that first day, so it's mm-hmm. like, that's crazy that there's really? people that can time trial, you know, because I'm on the TT bike pretty often, and okay. to okay. have somebody, cycling is very humbling, Yeah, there's always somebody better. Like, it's, it's pretty difficult, like I've said before, um... How can you get big-headed? Like we're riding a bicycle in stretchy pants, right, right, doing right. Children's activity, but even even if you can get past that and be like, yeah, stretchy pants are pretty bad, um, you're always going to get beat by somebody in of some course. discipline. Like even Tony Martin, who if you've been watching like the time trial highlights, you know, okay, he's a yeah. big name. Mm-hmm. But which team is he on? Um, Edix Quick Step is what he was on. I'm not sure now. Okay, but he's a multiple multiple time uh, world time trial champion. He doesn't win that many road races just okay. because people are watching him. It's too hilly to benefit him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all that to say is, like, say you're a specialist in something at time trial, you're going to get your butt kicked on the climbs. Right. If you're a climber, you're going to be hurting in the crosswinds. Right. If you're a sprinter, you're going to have trouble getting, like, your big glutes up and over the mountain. Right, 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 right. Which is, like, why in SoCal we have, like, the crit scene guys. Mm-hmm. And they win crits, and then you, like, don't see them even enter the road race. Right. And then you have guys that... Don't bother racing the crits, like little 140 pound, 110 pound whippet dudes that uh-huh. are useless at 35 miles per hour in a crosswind. Right, right, but right. But you go right. to a hilly road race like Boulevard or you know San Luis got a decent climb, and they just they're hurting foos. Wow, wow. So everybody, there's different different spreads of fitness. So day two was a 96 mile road race. Okay. With a let's see a 15 mile circuit, 15 16 mile circuit done six times. And a climb for like three miles. Nice, nice. At um, two to six percent, so decently steep. Not enough to like shell, you know, the the muffin top laden dudes like myself off uh-huh. the back. You know, I can survive. I'm working on my muffin top. I really am. Muffin top killer, baby. Yeah. Feel free to uh, dip into that hashtag. It's really been blowing up. Muffin top killer. I love sweating it. on everything. Uh huh. I love muffins though. That's the thing. Is I ha- went to the gas station the other day. I needed a snack because I was riding and snack. I saw a mu- snack and snack. I saw this <laughs> this poppy seed muffin inside of this nice plastic wrap. And when I picked it up, it just crunched just right. And just I was just like, <laughs> and I was like, shit, I want this, you know. <laughs> but it still made me like I was like, I need to lose my muffin top. But at the same time, I was like, I'm riding. I can no, afford man. to eat this. I was I was telling you that jawline's looking a little chiseled. Oh, I heard I you've been you've been borrowing a road bike from a buddy. Yours oh man, getting, this uh, this guy past. named Johnny Roth Dude, was that's like it's a, a good name. Was, yeah, right. He was like <laughs> you need to toot my horn on the air, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, looking fresh. Dude, no nah, man, it's been that road bike has been just giving me just teach me a totally new just side of cycling, right? 
I my hill climbing game has gone to a totally different level. Spinning is winning, right? Spinning is winning. You remember when I told you I was afraid of downhill bombing? I, and you said, like, dude, you need to be careful and not wreck on my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what Roddy said. He was like, listen, like bro. $5,000 road bike. And he's like, I'm not so comfortable on the downhill. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? And so, no, I, I figured out, like, my soft spot. For me, it's like just figuring out where you're comfortable, you know? And I'm watching these guys bombing downhills on YouTube. Like I said, I was watching these UCI videos and stuff. And I'm like, man, how do they tuck? How do they do this? They're, they seem so cool at it and i'm i'm slowly but surely finding my spot but I'll, I'll be honest with you there were times where i was terrified bombing the hills and then times where i was just like now i'm super comfortable so i'm learning so i'm not scared Fearless. anymore i can tell you that right now um <coughs> so take uh, that yeah other than that um i was a little bummed there wasn't really a downhill at the road race i'm not sure how you can have like six, how is the train over there in arizona laps. it's pretty much flat right um we definitely went up like a I'm not a climb. It's not like an HC, which is uh, whores category. Whores so like, category? It's uh, it's European, um, maybe French. It means beyond categorization. So it's too steep to be categorized. So uh -huh. a climb, there will be like a five climb, and there's a rating system mm -hmm. based on the duration, the length of it, and the steepness. Mm -hmm. So five would be the easiest. That's a categorized climb. Okay. And a four, three, two, one, and okay. an HC. So an HC would be like Mount Wilson would be an HC because it's you know, 20 miles long or 30 miles okay. long. Um, you know, Foothill up Angeles Crest, the right. two... Let's see if there's anything like out by you. Maybe like in Malibu, like Latigo, Latigo. You know, there's a lot of, do you know anything about, there are a lot of riders that go hill climbing up in Santa Clarita, Simi mm -hmm. Valley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Malibu way. over there in those areas. Yeah. So this climb was, um, in the road race, was not super, super steep or long, but definitely like takes the sting out of your legs. Mm -hmm. The first time up it, we did like 20, 20 second place on Strava. So just gives you kind of an idea. Like some people... They hate Strava, but I think it's a great tool because you can see compared with my wattage, compared with how I felt, mm -hmm. and then you compared with like anybody who's ever ridden this for a popular road race course all these years. So you can see like in relation to other years how fast you're going. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. after the race, like, okay, that's why it hurts so much on the first lap. Mm -hmm. So it ended up, uh, there was a breakaway up the road, like six guys, 96 miles is a long way to be in a break because you know, you're out. 96 miles yeah, is long, yeah. You're out riding like the 120 guys in the Peloton. Pretty deep pro field. Mm-hmm. And it ended up coming together on the last lap. Some of the bigger teams brought it back. And I got off the front. I got like a 100-meter gap. But it was just going so fast at that point. We're going like 35 miles per hour wow. on flat ground. So I got brought back. And I was like, okay, I'll just sit in, survive the climb, and then try and sprint. Right. And for me, that's more of a sprunt, like punt. Okay. You know, when it's just last-ditch effort. You're right, just like, right. oh, just, we'll just punt. All right. <laughs> But I was feeling good. I rode smart. Didn't take a ton of like time in the wind, <clears throat> and uh, I made it to the top of the climb and then jumped on the left side. But, like right when I jumped, like five other guys jumped, and so I just oh. got boxed in. And there was a point where I could have like ridden through the the shoulder on the dirt, like okay. in, the, in the cactus. But that cactus cuddle ain't fun. No, no. So no, I ended no, up getting no. a little boxed in, but it's just like I have no excuse because I, I know what I'm doing, like strategy wise. So I just mm -hmm. need to be more near you the said front five guys box you in when you took off yeah i went left and like five guys had jumped left right at that same uh -huh. time but it wasn't like an all-out spring yet this is maybe like 800 meters from the finish okay and just couldn't couldn't find an exit route so that's the worst is when you have 
when you have the power in your legs, mm-hmm. but you don't have like space. Right. To move right. Out. Right. So I ended up 15th that day, 15th of uh, 31 uh-huh. that all got the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you finish in a pack and there's not a, a second or greater between uh-huh. you, everybody gets the same time. Okay, that's interesting. If that makes that's sense. Yeah, yeah. So as long as there's not a one second gap between okay. riders, and right. if there is, then that rider that was like a second behind, uh-huh. they get the total time between the first rider across the line and him because it's considered like a new pack. If that makes sense. That's interesting. That does make so, sense. So, so the thirty huh. second rider got twelve seconds back. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just as like a punishment for not finishing on the wheel. Basically, right. if you finish on the wheel. I mean, one second could be, um, you know, thirty meters. It's wow. quite a quite a bit at speed. You know, that's interesting. And uh, wrapping up the next day was the crit, pretty cattywampus, like thirty point two miles per hour. Thirty point two miles fast. An hour. Yeah, the um, this may be offensive to the zoners, but it was just kind of my take on it. Um, the zoners, you're really calling the Arizona <laughs> residents zoners. I'm going to start calling them zoners, too. I feel like they just didn't have the same caliber of crit ninja status. So they're, like, breaking in corners oh, I more see. than you should. Okay. Just a little bit more, like, timid. I was kind of pulling the uh, the Bahati and, like, diving on the inside a little okay. bit. Okay, nice, nice. Um like, there's definitely space, but mm-hmm. people are just more timid. Explain the Rashan Bahati reference. Yeah, what do so you mean? Bahati you... likes to, uh, he takes the inside, and, like, he can move up, like, ten wheels in a corner. Okay. It's pretty okay. impressive. He okay. just knows what he's doing. He does it, like, you know, pretty safe most of the time. Okay. I don't know. I just call it the Bahati. Let's call it the Bahati. I'm so used to seeing him swooping on the inside. <laughs> it's called the Bahati. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't been racing a ton this year. Maybe he's going to. Gonna retire and let the young guns he's have gonna, some. He's gonna get back in the fixie game. He's yeah. gonna win some more. I okay. don't know. He won though. That's the first time I ever seen him was what at the Wolfpack win? event. He got. Did he win that? He did. No, no, no. Yes, he did. Um, Rashawn Bahati, can you look up at that? If he which did one look. last year? Because I think uh, David Santos, his teammate, won at a civic it was, center. It was the one before that, okay. I think. Yeah, Maybe I don't. But that was a David while. Santos, because yeah. last time it was a breakaway. Right, right. It was the one before that, but that's the okay. first time I ever ever seen Rashawn Bahati. You know. Yeah, so this crit was is fast, 30, 30.2 miles per hour. Uh, typically, a SoCal Pro crit, crit will be 28 to 29, so we're talking a mile, two miles per hour faster. Oh, no kidding. Um, and yeah, it was just a bunch a bunch sprint. Like, a lot of the GC guys, they, mm-hmm. they want to maintain their position, so their teams are all bringing back every every break. So uh-huh. it's pretty much, you know, bat's not crazy. <laughs> That's a funny phrase. Who, who, bat's not. Who put on this event in Arizona? Um, let's see. White Mountain Road Club, mm-hmm. I want to say. WMRC.org. That's where the resor- results are at. Now, is this under, like, USAC still? Yeah, this How is does USAC, that yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I moved from, just to show you the caliber of, like, time trial guys. Okay. I'm, like, I'm a pretty good try-to-be-athlete and on the TT bike. Mm-hmm. And I got 49th in the time trial. Wow. Didn't have, like, a fantastic day where there's no chain on the bike mm-hmm. but i felt pretty good and mm-hmm. definitely gave it my all so 49th out of like 120 starters really like pretty middle of the pack yeah that's and right then the after the road race i moved to 31st okay so in gc which is general classification okay it just means overall okay and then uh, by the end of the total stage race after the crit i was 29th overall so wow. 
Out of a hundred something people. Out of a hundred and something. Yeah, I think maybe by the end ninety finish. Because if you don't, okay. if you don't make time cut, or if you DNF, which is mm. did not finish, uh-huh. um, the road race, then you can't do the crit the next day. Wow, so it's a lot like the Tour de France in that uh, there's time cuts each day. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be within ten to fifteen percent of the winning time. Okay, in order to continue the next I day. I just saw thunder outside. Really? I don't. That was either thunder. Or what do you mean? We're like, underground, man. We're, we're, oh, we're we at the uh, the bungalow <laughs> at Eaton Canyon. <laughs> um, That's funny. There is this thing called the Lantern Rouge. So it means like the last rider, and it's kind of like an accomplishment because it means you like you didn't quit in uh-huh. the in the Tour de France or any Grand Tour. Okay. Um, so it's last place. Okay. But like people are obviously getting time cut. So if you are if you win the Lantern Rouge, it means like you're right on the edge of like being cut and uh, not not finishing. But you didn't get cut. But you didn't get cut. Oh, yeah. I so see. So they what give that an is. award for okay. the last Lantern Rouge. I think it, it's just the last last Lantern maybe or Rogue Lantern. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how it translates i remember when i first started uh going to races here and people were getting so whoever the race organizer was and it was for a lot of the races they were giving a prize to last place and i was surprised i was like what kind of deal is this you know what I mean? rewarding mediocrity man yeah i was super confused but now <laughs> it makes sense because that's what i had um, did. i had a, a friend message me asking if we could talk about um nutrition so papa luna a little shout out to you yeah, so what are you guys eating when you're riding? You touched mm-hmm. on like bonbons and the muffin top mm-hmm. and opening mm-hmm. that wrapper, that crinkle crinkle. I love that. I love poppy so, seed muffins. <laughs> one more time. Poppy seed muffins. <laughs> Snacks. Snacks. Crinkle um, crinkle. For a 96-mile road race, you got you to gotta fuel. That's um, a good, yeah, that is true. Your you body has 90 minutes of glycogen. So mm-hmm. glycogen is, is what your muscles burn. Um, you can run on fat, but that's usually only at a uh, lower heart rate. Mm-hmm. If you want to go at a certain like intensity, your body runs on glycogen. In order to keep riding after you burn through that glycogen, you have to eat. And your body, depending on how efficient it is, will turn... Um, glucose, sugars, carbs, even protein, food you eat into glycogen, so you can keep okay. going. So for a Rashan Bahadi did take first place, by the way. In that one. What year was that? What year was that of that? And then David Santos got second. No, so he took <clears throat> first place in road, third place in fixed. David Santos took first in. Oh, so he did. Yeah. Okay. So man, it was the same thing. Second guessing me, man. I'm sorry, dude. I don't mean to disrespect the authority, man. Ronnie. Ronnie, I don't mean to disrespect the authority. So he did win the road. You're saying? Yeah, he did win road. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Did you do the road race that day? I did. Yeah. You did? I oh. did. It. I had an eye patch. <laughs> oh, you did. I do. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> racing that one-eyed bandit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's man, cool. Sometimes I do some dumb stuff, but life's okay. for living. I ain't trying to die, an old man. No. <laughs> it's called petty whopping it. Fetty, Fetty Wap. Fetty Wapping it. Okay. Is that like Kanye through the wire where he rapped and like no, through the wire? Fetty Wap is a rapper and he's missing an eye. So oh, okay. I, call it I, I know who Fetty Wap is. I didn't that. know he was yeah. missing an eye. I think Fetty Wap's in the crit scene, isn't he? Is he? He's about to be. He's on leader, leader bikes. <laughs> Every damn breakaway with AKA Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. This episode brought to you by. 
the one-eyed uh, rapper. So for for a talking about food, yeah, ninety-six mile race. ninety-six mile road race. I brought like five gels. We had our um, our team director, so director sportif Brandon Heflin of Centric Bikes in Sierra Madre. They okay. are the bike sponsor. So he is the the director of the team, and he's giving like bottle hand ups, so you can feed on laps two through five. I want to say or two, three, and four. Bottle hand ups, guys on the sideline just yeah. handing bottles. So you go through okay. the feed zone, and it's it's kosher to not attack through the feed zones. Like right. everybody's trying to get a bottle. Like we can simmer for like this thirty seconds, but there's always some idiot some who attacks. That does it. Of course, there would be somebody. Right. I was like, just gonna say, how do, how do you, you? How does everybody respect that? <laughs> the, there's it's just an unwritten rule and respect, uh-huh. but. Of course, like two of the three hand-ups, somebody uh-huh. goes and attacks, and you're having to do a 900-watt effort just to get on with, like, with a goo and a bottle in your mouth. Right, 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 right. Just choking on stuff. Um, so I had like six gels over the course of 96 miles. We mm-hmm. did it in like 3.36, so three hours and 36 minutes. Wow. So I calculated it out for another four miles um, at at 30 miles per hour at 25 to be 10 minutes. So we did like a 346 century. Wow. Pretty smoking with wow. about 3,000 feet of belly. <laughs> those gels. <laughs> tell me about those gels. What do you... They just I get absorbed pe- real quick. I see people eating them on rides and stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would just use it as chamois butter. Just kind of shove it all in there and oh, get, is that what get you do? sticky. You just put it right in your butt? They're actually... <laughs> they're interchangeable. You can actually use chamois butter as as food. Mid- Shut mid- up. I'm just setting, I'm setting Dean up for a good time. <laughs> People just see me spraying butt butter in my mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Okay, so here's here's the prank. Okay, we should have a, con- a contest. Okay. okay, you need to be in the breakaway. You need to get a, a canister or the uh, the tube of butt butter and okay. fill it with gel or baby food or something <laughs> something edible that's not butt butter. Right, right, right. And right, you right. need to be doing. The butt butter shots. Just butt butter, just sprays. Butt butter shots at 400 watts. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> so sh- butt butter is a, a brand of chamois cream for all of our I think it's the listeners. best brand, to be honest with you. I like it. <laughs> Let me share this about a zoner, man. Okay. So, <laughs> one of my... Cali, bro. Cali. I want to talk to you about that because I hate when people say Cali that are not from California. You like you go to Las Vegas or you hear other people and they go, oh, where are you from? And so you go you California tell. and they're like, oh, Cali? And you're just like... <laughs> Mm, I'm gonna mm, mm, get you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so this this zoner buddy of mine, uh, he shall remain nameless. We'll call him Smatrick. Smatrick. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't rhyme with Patrick at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> so he he was doing a marathon. I was kind of giving him some training tips because Strava.com, Ronnie Toth will coach you. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> it's my my uh, tag or my my name on there. I think I added John Strava too recently. Get some some clients. So he was doing a marathon mm-hmm. and. He took a uh, you know a hand up from a volunteer at mile like twenty. He's pretty out of it, and it was uh, it was Vaseline. Shut. But it was like open, so they open it for you, uh-huh. and he just looked and he's like, "Oh, this must be a gel." Shut and up. So he just mouths a thing, <laughs> like two ounces of Vaseline. Shut up. It's like that feels filthy. Oh, that's Trying so nasty. Get, get that off Los Dientes. <laughs> how how did he? When did he realize like? He was not uh, in, like, he realized. Mid, mid-swishing, I think. Mm-hmm. He was like, wait a second, this doesn't taste like. So you got to kind of swish it around and make sure. Is this chocolate or is this caffeine it strawberry? Is, <laughs> caffeine chocolate. <laughs> I like the gels, man. They bring you back from the dead. Yeah. And it's the personal um, personal preference. I like the power gel because it's like a thinner consistency. Okay. Um, some other brands, we try not to trash any brands here because people are bringing something of value to the table. Certain yeah. brands are better for like before or after, but the power gel is a very thin consistency. 
and it's good to like choke down. Like you could literally choke it down. Some idiot could like start drilling it at, through the feed zone. Really? And you, you could still like swallow it. How, how many miles do you have to do before you should consider <clears throat> even carrying these in your um, pack? You I'd understand what I'm saying? If I'm riding longer than two hours. Okay. Because you could, the last half hour, so you got 90 minutes of glycogen. Uh-huh. So if you're riding two hours, the last half hour. Uh, unless you're trying to do like specific intervals, if you're just riding, uh-huh. you know you'll be burning fat once you're out of glycogen. Right, right, so right. So normally two hours. If I'm riding hard, that'd be like 55 miles. I right. Remember, I used to ride the river trail like on the TT bike, and I, I could do a 55 mile like all out ride. In two hours without. Yeah, this would be like 28 miles per hour without um, having to get too nom nomtastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many calories are these things like, uh, each? Usually like 110, 120. Okay. They make they make blocks, which is like a essentially just gummy candy. Right, um, right, right. With a you know, I hate a gummy candy. On it. Really? I've never been one of those Jello eating kids. No, maybe not Jello, but I like sour sour worms. None of that high mm. fructose corn syrup though. I like right. The, give me that cane sugar life. Yeah. My my Swedish teammate Patrick Erickson, he was out at Valley of the Sun with us, and he in between stages he likes to eat gummy worms. Really? Um, yeah, even uh, we found cane sugar ones, ones at Sprouts. But um, I was kind of surprised, like eating candy. But he, he said it likes to top off the glycogen stores. A lot of competition weightlifters eat a lot of sugar during competition. Really? I heard, yeah. And no. one guy specifically only ate gummy bears. Maybe it's for like the uh, the ATP or just the. I mean, if they're doing like a lot of reps, it would mm-hmm. make sense. You know, it turns into a cardio competition. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah, so don't don't be get putting no uh, chamois butter in your mouth. No, no. And there's probably somebody out there that did it. I mean, Vaseline, you can't just stop there, right? Yeah. There has to be a lot of other things. There um what happened? I w- was just at the Wolfpack crash ride the other day, oh, the cool. other weekend, and it was Explain sh- explain what that is for our uh, our non fixy foos. Okay. okay, so the Wolfpack crash ride is uh, a very interesting ride that happens once a year. So the LA Marathon takes place, right? But the morning of the L.A. Marathon, as they're shutting the streets down, um, Don Ward and a whole bunch of his friends got together and they started having this ride slash race during the, you know, on the empty streets of the uh, marathon route at 3, 4 a.m. Because that's when they're shutting the L.A. streets down for the race the next morning. And so, lo and behold... This thing with friends just got into a ride with thousands of people showing up. The city doesn't want them and the L.A. Marathon organization doesn't want them to actually be racing on the on the path anymore because it's dangerous and they don't want it to fuck up the L.A. Marathon that's going to happen a few hours later. But they do allow them to have just like a nice, cool ride, you know. And so I've been there for probably about three years so far. But this is the first time actually riding it because I would go there. I would shoot photos at the start and then I would get in a car and drive to the finish, shoot photos at the finish and go home. I was Mm -hmm. just it was just so early in the morning. Keep in mind, you have to it's a long day. day. You have to get out there at 4 a.m. You know what I mean? And ride outs around 435. And so there's thousands of people in the streets. People are just cold. They're on the sidewalk sleeping. There's yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all types of crazy shit going on. There's a McDonald's right there. So the people are getting coffees and all types of stuff. So these are all cyclists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the marathon. Mm-hmm. These okay. are all cyclists. These are people at the marathon. These are 
random cyclists ages young and old okay. literally just older people out there just like this is so great we're having such a good time i've never been able to do that one there's always been a stage race tour marietta or valley of the sun right right i honestly it I, used to be a race right it used to be a race and being like having been the first time for me to actually ride it this year i was really exciting because going from pretty much echo park to santa monica in empty streets, and then keep in mind we were being um, there's a lot of LAPD officers there, and thank you for the LAPD support because I mean I know I don't I don't I don't really say much about LAPD, but anyways, thank you for the support um, because there's a lot of motorcycles out there, and there's a lot of cops out there, and they're like leading the way, so it was kind of fun to in this group of hundreds of people, there's like sprinkled pockets of motorcycle cops, and so like they're going bum, 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 smashing through people. And then so you're just like kind of catch their draft and going. Oh, sweet. The oh. pace, I overheard some guy was playing music that was connected to his phone and Estrava said the average pace out loud and it was about 16, 17 miles an hour. Hauling. So, uh, people were pretty much, I mean, it was hauling. <laughs> but kidding. I mean, for for like the, a lot of people were saying that this was faster than they expected, believe it or huh. not. So it was definitely like a ride. It was definitely a ride. It was a good ride, you know. What's crazy, dude, is the, the top Kenyan. Was nearly running that fast. Really? Yeah. Let's see. 12, uh, 12 miles per hour. Dude, that's crazy, though. Sub five-minute mile. Yo, shout out to Kenya. What's his name? Do you shout know his name? Out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out his name. He's he? probably my uncle. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Him mm-hmm. and Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the guy from the yeah, BMC don't team? Even, dude, <laughs> if you don't know who Jens Void is one more time, I'm about to just bring someone else in here. <laughs> I, You're fired. I'm gonna make Yvette. Yvette knows who Yen's void is. <laughs> but no, let's put Yvette on the spot and be like, Yvette, what is Yen's void's most famous quote? What's Yen's void's most famous quote? It's three words. It has to do with piernas. Those are legs in Spanish. Piernas. Oh, what does he tell his legs to do? <laughs> Fetty Shut up legs. Shut up legs. Shut up legs. You'll do what I tell you. <laughs> Don't listen to the naysayers. I've been oh, saying man. that a lot lately. But yeah, so this ride was dope, man, because again, it lay in the middle of the night, just a lot of people just cold, but still having a good time. And you're riding with these cops, you're riding with a lot of random people, and uh you're just pretty much just watching it. You know, you're not I'm not out that early. And seeing so many people gather for something that early and so fun, it was just really encouraging, exciting. I was overhearing conversations in the ride, you know, and just people were like, this is so fun, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, I love this. I didn't expect to be out here this early. You're hearing the stories how their friends just got them on board all of a sudden. They're glad they showed up. Even Because who it's wants fun. to wake up at 3 in the morning to show up to something like well, that? Well, you ain't like, going to wake up. It's easier just to stay up. To just stay up, right? Exactly. I went to bed at around 9, and I woke up at 2. You know, and so um, and then we got out there. But my favorite part of the entire ride was pulling into the this the rolling fog. As soon as we got into Brentwood, the fog like started rolling in, you know, and just seeing the fog coming in and just riding and then the sun coming up at the same time. As soon as the ride ended, I was just like, oh, it's over. It's cool when the sun comes up, man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just feels like living. You got to do that at least once a year. You stay do. up till the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't really finish um, the nutrition thing. Oh, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. okay. stay true to uh, kind of talking about listener suggestions. So okay. during a ride, bananas can be good, very cheap. You can get bananas for anywhere from like 10 cents to 20 cents. 
Seven um, Elevens everywhere. Very, very affordable. Yeah, uh-huh. you can find them anywhere. Um, Trader Joe's has these like little Belgian Stroop waffles. It comes in like a little baggie, mm-hmm. and it's like the Lance waffles, as I call them, the Stinger waffles. I don't know anything about so, these like, waffles. I actually um, got Aunt Jemima mix the other day because I'm gonna start making waffles at the house. My roommate has a waffle maker. I just found it. I was like, "Yo, we're using this." <laughs> Look at, looking for a come up, making yeah. Macklemore proud. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. What are these so waffles the, the you're waffles, talking about? Um, Stinger waffles is a brand of like cycling food, and Lance was sponsored by them for a while. So okay. I like. Call Lance waffles, Real, but they're okay. like these little um, thin kind of waffle y things, and they're tasty. But Trader Joe's has them like in a bag of maybe like five to ten ounces for a couple bucks. So those are tasty eat. bananas. What's in them though? What's specific? I'm about to make some high tower waffles Dude, at the house, like, and yeah. if I can put them in my back pocket while I'm that riding, even's got a, that's even got a good sound to it. I think people are just looking for something they can eat to where they're not going to be like gaining a ton of weight. Right. I think sadly in getting fit and losing weight, the hard part in, and the more important part is your diet. So yes. Like, I'd say 60 to 70% is diet mm-hmm. and 30 to 40% is actual exercise. Right. You know, you got to make dietary changes if you want to lose that muffin top. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I want to lose it. <clears throat> um. Can you think of other, any other things you've heard people uh, eat while riding? Oh, I mean, I'm riding with Fixie Fools, so they're pulling over at 7-Eleven getting pizzas and yeah, hot dogs. Man, <laughs> and so, um, honestly... R- rice cakes? I've seen some pros, like, will do that. They'll make these little uh, rice cake things. Peanut butter okay. and jelly, that's another good one. So, like, peanut oh. butter and jelly would be a good thing you could uh, stuff in your jersey pockets in a Ziploc. You know what I used to do? I would take spoons of peanut butter... And put it inside of a little Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. but I would throw espresso beans inside of there too. Yeah, you know, co- sh- chocolate covered espresso beans. It was a great mixture. It was like Reese's peanut butter cups on steroids. Boom, that's it's free, you guys. Good. That's free. That's it's it on, was good. I actually house. want that now. Uh, getting kind of hung- getting hangry. But they weren't the raw beans. No, they're chocolate covered espresso beans. Okay, so he's mixing the matching. Yeah, chocolate covered espresso beans mix mixed with the peanut butter. Where would you get those? I would get the chocolate covered espresso beans from Pete's Coffee because I'm gourmet when I drink my coffee and Mm. I keep it real. Okay, he's a a fancy lady. I am Mm. a fancy lady when I drink my shit, and so um, I'd get it from there. And uh, and then yeah, it was good. You can get it. I mean, espresso beans from anywhere. It's chocolate covered espresso beans from anywhere. Let's see what's next. We got the uh, World Cycling League. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little uh, Velo Love. Let me go back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was announced they are going to have six teams, six rosters that will compete in the league's debut on March 18th and 19th at the Carson Velodrome. Um, I believe it's three endurance guys or gals and one sprinter to a team. Mm -hmm. So our our good old local superhero, your favorite, Mr. Nate Cook, is a sprinter. Captain America. Um, other names are recognized. Zane Torre, he's a uh, Cat One Pro roadie. Cool. Uh, I believe Justin Williams made it in the mix. Uh, let's see some other names here. Andreas Mueller is going to be an endurance rider. Missy Erickson is going to be a sprint rider. Okay. Uh, Zach Kovalsik is going to be an endurance rider. Karina Holzar and Alyssa McLaughlin. Um They're trying to make it 
cycling that is going to appeal to non-cycling people. Yeah. Do you? What do you know about the World Cycling League? This I know is that new. I, this I know is that a... I applied and never received an email back. Shut World up. World Cycling League. Uh oh. I don't have a. Do ton they of, not know who Ronnie is? Man, they know Reggie. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't have a ton of uh, velodrome experience oh, per se. I see, I see. I see. I mean, I'm I'm all about that that fixy food street life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to keep it real. Been known to sweat on everything in a few criteriums, but. Uh, they want like you know people that have uh, have a lot of velo experience, which I get. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like put me in coach. Mm-hmm. You feel? Yeah, yeah. Put me in coach. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm a personality man. Uh, Nate Cook's got his uh, his Hulk Hogan ripped the shirt off. You don't even know what I got in store. I, I didn't put it in this I'm article. Race without pants. I'm gonna have like a Pooh Bear outfit on. Uh huh. A bow tie. And then what? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say it slower now. I got Do it a, slower. Pooh Bear outfit. Pooh Bear outfit. <laughs> You got honey leaking from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> honey. Yeah, I ran out of chamois butters. So we're just using the honey now. Yeah. Honey. There, Papa Luna, that's another good one. Oh, yeah. Honey nice. is the poor man's gel. I used to use honey. I think still do. Now I got a good amount of gels. I like, I'm a gel hoarder. So oh, yeah? I have okay. extra ones from a race, but like, these are going in the bag. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that way, like, you know, you have them when you're training and the, the team director's not around. Um, honey is very affordable. You can get a big... Big old jug. Get a flask, little um, gel flask. Okay. They sell them at running stores, like a Sports Authority, um, Sports Chalet, okay. Amazon. Get a little gel flask. You put your honey in there. You got three to five ounces of honey, and that's a good like. It's a good pick me up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can do some caffeine and honey, and you'll be buzzing about that. Caffeine break, in that and honey. Wow. Yeah. That's good. I, I haven't even thought about that. Honey combo. is the poor man's gel. Yeah. Some people even put um, like a whey protein in it to get mm-hmm. a ratio of like three to one. Mm-hmm. So ideally for recovery, and some people would argue even for during a ratio of three carbs, per, of three grams of carbs for every one gram of protein mm-hmm. is like ideal for fueling the bod. Mm-hmm. So honey, some whey protein. Um, we talked about the glycemic window in the past. So I just kind of want to reiterate that for training. In order to recover and have your body bounce back and be fueled up for the next day, you need to eat like immediately after finishing exercising. So there's this thing called the glycemic window. Within 20 minutes, if you fuel your body up with something, a banana and peanut butter, some honey and whey protein, um, orange juice, and an apple, you know, just 100 to 300 calories of something within 20 minutes, your body's going to fill in all the microscopic holes that you burn in your muscles and just repair everything. You can mm-hmm. bounce back, come back stronger. <clears throat> Big game changer as far as like training loads. A lot of people, they just crush themselves and then wait a couple hours to eat afterwards and the body's just not going to bounce back as fast as it could. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Speaking of, since we're talking about food and like uh, make sure we eat correctly when we're riding, how do you avoid, because most people when they ride, um, this is, let me tell you, I'm, I don't know, maybe this is a little TMI, but this is real shit, okay? So usually I'll, I'll go, I'll have a ride, and I don't know if I'm riding too hard or what it is, but anyways, I'll have a good ride, I'll go back home, and I'll eat. But I don't know if I'm eating too much 
or I don't know if I if I just because I'm so hungry I just scarf food down too fast but I feel like sometimes it's happened enough I feel like throwing up directly afterwards within probably 30 minutes after I eat I will throw my food up again yeah you gotta stop putting your fingers down your mouth okay. <laughs> yeah. when you're just I, I'm trying to keep this muffin top away that's what it you're is. hovering over the porcelain just, <laughs> just di- oh. dipping digits so Oh. Work out well. <laughs> Mr. No, Finger is going to make Bellini me beautiful. Is not, Bellini is not something to, to joke about entirely because there are <laughs> entirely there are, <laughs> there are a lot of no there are a lot of pro cyclists that like they call it manorexic because watts per kilo so right the right power you can put out per right. kilogram of body weight the magic number for Grand Tour level is about six mm-hmm. so in order to hit that six you're probably gonna have to do at least six fingers. Six yeah. fingers, just After each one meal. full hand and an extra thumb inside of your mouth. Guys are, guys are destroying, I'm very sarcastic, I apologize, but guys are destroying their uh, their esophagus because all the stomach acids are coming up. Right, right. Just trying right. to make weight. And uh, there's this picture of Andy Schleck from one of the tours when he was in the yellow jersey. And the dude is just looking like fresh out of, you know... What is, a, what is, a labor camp. Really? Yeah, I got to choose my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Looking very manorexic because that's just... I think a lot of these guys, if they didn't need their like left arm for bike handling, they would just thwack an They arm would get off rid of it just, to just lose, for that extra weight. Lose 15 pounds. Yeah. How serious is that? How se- like This is something I've never really thought about is guys really being anorexic while they're riding. Or, or, or how do you maintain that type of energy when you're burning so many calories. That seems they, physically impossible almost. They pretty much will just eat when they ride. Okay. And not have very much afterwards. Like when they when a climber's trying to like make weight. In this book, The Secret Race that Tyler Hamilton talked about. Tyler Hamilton was one of Lance Armstrong's key um, domestiques and like lieutenants. Okay. He wasn't like the main one. That was uh, George Hincapi. Mm-hmm. But he talked about he knew he was in, like, peak fitness when he would sit in a wood chair and mm-hmm. it would hurt his butt. Really? Yeah, it's like that thin to where, like, even his butt cheeks. And that's how I can always tell, like, who to watch out for is going to be a climber is when they just have this kind of, like, flat lower butt, just, like, really bony. Just no badonkadonk, just straight no. pancake it's booty. It's just, like, that pancake booty <laughs> with, like, hamstrings. Like, oh. the hamstrings are just kind of into the butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how you can tell who you need to watch out for the, at the King of King of Turnbull, you know. Oh, that's something to pay attention to. That's that's uh, that's that uh, Ronnie Ronnie Toth. Uh, what do you call that? That's uh, listening with your eyes, not just your ears. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A little shout out to Mama Toth. <laughs> oh, I think that's good life advice. Like, dress, yeah, dress impeccable, mm-hmm. look respectable, mm-hmm. appear delectable, mm-hmm. become collectible. Become collective. Dude, that was on the fly. That wasn't bad. Hey, you need to start doing poems at uh, <laughs> open mic somewhere. <laughs> this is about as open mic as it gets. Touche. It is. It is. It really is. Yeah, I was curious because I, I would have a few rides. I would eat. You know what I think partially what prob- problem is is that I just kind of like, I like not binge eat, but I just eat too fast. I don't let my body kind of acclimate to mm. like what's going on because I'm still like, <gasps> and I'm cooking and just like, ah, ah, you I know, know that feeling when you're cooking and like you just want to eat exactly exactly it's like where's my where's my swanier he needs to prepare this meal exactly have it waiting for dude one of the probably the highlight of my day is uh just the that like five to ten minutes of just nothing but just stuffing my face exactly after a solid after like ass a hard ride. session yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just that 
I don't know, like so grateful. And I think cycling can create gratitude and gratitude is so important for just the human condition of being in charge of your emotions because they can be so up and down. Yeah. Just constantly cultivating a position of gratitude where you're like, you know what? I've got a roof over my head or maybe I don't, maybe mm-hmm. I just have a tent, mm-hmm. but I've got, I've got food in my belly. I've got clothes on my back, a family that possibly loves me. Nice. Like, so much to be thankful for, you know, and Most if, you definitely. Just, if you just come back to that, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And cycling can really help to remind you and break down a lot of the, uh, the distractions of stuff we worry about, worry about in life. I know that's most definitely part of the reason why I like cycling, why I enjoy it, because the idea, like, I'm, I was riding this week, just the other day, I was riding, and I got, I was thinking about something that was bothering me, and I got so distracted, I almost ran into a fence that had, like, the metal spikes coming out of it, you know? And I literally Ugh. shoulder bumped it, rolled out and i was like <gasps> yeah. like this, this is on a borrowed road bike right no this is not on a borrowed road bike this is on my <laughs> i was fixie fooling it so but it was just the idea Ooh. that like i could have just been impaled by these spikes so fast just it's for not paying right. attention just literally yeah. like and i kind of like the idea that it forces you to pay attention but also at the same time um it's like it clears my mind for it's me an escape yeah i call it, it trail therapy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, take one daily as sadness and Lack of purpose persists. It's funny because exercise is this interesting thing in that you could do nothing all day and just be a total bum mm-hmm. and get a good run in or a ride. And you just feel like, oh, yeah, I, I did some stuff. Today. Exactly. I accomplished <laughs> something today for sure. For sure. I good. feel like that all the time. So what's uh, the next one? We've got we, Nike getting uh, back into cycling a little the, bit. Okay. So this Tell is a big, about that. This is a big deal to me because I found this story and I was just shocked because one thing I've always been talking about is like, it's only a matter of time before you get people like Nike, you get other companies really like getting involved in cycling. And so Nike announced today. Getting back involved because Nike sponsored Lance, you know, there was some okay. Lance uh, Nike shoes, but I think companies want to distance themselves from from cheating and, right 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 you know, so maybe come, coming back into it go on dude. there's yeah they're swinging back around and nike announced today that it's investing 10 million dollars into the city of portland's bike share program uh they call it the bike share bike town over the next five years and uh, nike is they've been inside of uh portland for the past 40 years so they really consider it their city you know and they're really taking ownership of it and portland is really working on their bike sharing program so it's no it's just a perfect fit for nike it's a perfect fit for portland and uh nike they're going to provide a thousand branded bikes for this program and they have their signature nike orange that uh, i read that they i was like they have their own signature nike orange and it was a color that they created in like the 80s like the seventies and eighties, that picture right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about this epic runner, Steve Prefontaine. Uh-huh. He was kind of the poster child for for Nike. He worked with Bill Bowerman, one of the early founders and um, coaches at at Oregon State, the Ducks. <laughs> he <clears throat> this uh, this Steve Prefontaine guy. He was just a freak. He would. He said, "I run." Most people run a race to see who's the fastest. Mm-hmm. I run a race to see who has the most guts. Mm-hmm. Or another good quote was, um, let's see, the only pace is suicide pace, and today seems like a good day to die. <laughs> uh, he'd, go out, he'd go out for a 5K on the track, which is like 3.2 miles, mm-hmm. about 12 and a half laps, and he would just go out at like 
four minute mile like just not, not a pace that was sustainable but he just wanted to to draw people out he's like let me go right I'll right stay right. away kind of like in a bike race <clears throat> um pretty incredible dude he said i may not break the world record but no he said what was it um i may not win but the guy who wins is gonna break the world record nice so he's basically gonna push him so much that's what crazy. Is, uh, somebody may beat me, but they're mm. gonna have to bleed to do it. Uh huh. Okay. That's great. What was this guy's name? Steve again? Prefontaine. Yeah, he Steve goes by Prefontaine. Uh, he goes by Pre. And he was one of Nike's guys. He's basically the reason Nike exists. He was him and uh, his coach Bill Bowerman, who's I believe one of the original Nike dudes. Wait, so Michael Jordan isn't the reason why Nike exists? Sadly. For the, the Jordan sh- the Jordan shoes aren't the reason why nope. Nike exists? Dude, Waffle Iron is the reason why Nike exists. Uh, waffle Iron. Do you, know, you know this, man? This is true. No, I didn't know. So they were looking to make a, a more durable and a better running shoe. Okay. So they took a Waffle Iron and put rubber in it. Shut and up. And made these, uh, these you know, sh- the original Nike shoes out of Waffle Iron. Uh-huh. No and kidding. The original shoes would sometimes last like one meter beyond the finish line for a mile race. Oh. And they're like, well, that's enough. You know, that's all we need. Like, it just needs to last. So recently, maybe not recently, maybe uh, eight years ago, they came up with a shoe called the Nike Mayfly. Mayfly. It, it was okay. designed to last 100K. It's just 100 kilometers. And almost like to the mile, it would always rip. And it weighed four ounces. Pretty lightweight shoe. No kidding. Yeah. How much are a pair of those? Do they still are they still um, around? Nike Mayfly was like forty five bucks. It's pretty cheap as far as like a racing flat went. Racing flats would be like the equivalent of carbon wheels in cycling. Okay. So you would have your your alloy rims that you would train on. Right, right, right. Race on your you know your carbon tubulars. Right, right, right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty rad investment that Nike's making. It's cool to see them. Let me show uh, you what the bike looks like. I have it right here. Sustainability. We've that's also got, uh, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's the orange I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. So, so that's um, kind of like a zip car or yeah, what kind a, of what kind of bike do you see here? Uber. So you would you would rent that. So these are going to be parked in the city, and then you would just rent it by the hour. Right. That right, even right. looks like it could be a hybrid. It looks exactly like the ones in Santa Monica. <coughs> the Hulu ones that yeah, are in Santa Monica. I'm pretty sure that is a that is a hybrid because on the back it's got kind of like a, a bulk bulky looking battery thing. I kind of see a throttle. Right. On the uh, the left handlebar. Little basket. That's cute. That's cool. cool. Right now, the uh, the tour of Oman is going on February sixteenth to twenty second. Oman is uh, right over there by Dubai in the Middle East, uh, next to Yemen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I watched the uh, one of the climbing stages today. It's okay. Pretty rad watching these these climbers just go for it. You've got right, like 20 right, right. guys and they're drafting because they're going fast enough to where it actually matters. Right. Right. They're going up this you know eight percent grade, just mm-hmm. crushing it. Um, let's see. How I oh, want What is the name? Uh, Oval Bosenhagen. Oval Bosenhagen. Up, he ended up getting the win. What team today. is he on? Um, I'm blanking on the team, man. But it's okay. There were uh, there were like 20 guys, and guys are taking pulls and just popping off, and like mm-hmm. you can tell it's hard when a guy is like taking a pull at like 15 miles per hour on this nasty uphill and just flicks off and he just explodes. I. I really like seeing these races happening in these countries, you know, in these crazy countries that are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, Tour of Dubai just happened. Yeah, the Tour of Dubai. I think I watched another race happen go down in Istanbul. I don't yeah. know if you remember. Do There's you... a lot. Um, let's see. Tour Down Under just happened over in Australia. Wow, very nice, very nice. Now, are these all 
part of the Tour de France organization, or are these all just different international organizations? Different that are international everywhere? organizations. I believe uh, Tour de France is like LCL. I'm blanking on what that stands for. Um, LCL. There's, oh, okay. there's a couple different, I guess, parent or umbrella organizations mm-hmm. within the what would be considered like the World Tour series. Right, 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 right. But it'll build up. Um, there's ones all over, you know, Tour de San Luis is in okay. South America. There's um, one in Alberta, Canada. There's really stuff, Volta de Mexico. I'd say every, like, not every, but a lot of countries have, have big stage races. Right, 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 right. That's cool. I, um, I remember when I was at Interbike and uh, I met the, the road biking company that sponsors the Kenyan team, the Kenyan national cycling team. Okay. And he was telling me how I said, hey, where do they do races? Are there a lot of races out in Kenya? And they go, there are a few. They're trying to get more, a lot more going. But they do the circuit in that, that Filipino-Asian circuit out there. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about all the races that go on out there. And they're doing good out there. But it was just funny how going back to all these small organizations that are all over the place that have these big races. It was that made me think about that, you know. That'd be wild to be on on a team like that, to where you were traveling the world. Even if it was a smaller Grand Tours, like right. racing the the tour in the Philippines or you know, tour to San Luis. Speaking of races, we've got some some local stuff coming up here in, in SoCal. Um, the Crooked Owl Crit. That's that's up. actually I should have put that down the rundown. I have a funny story to tell you about that, and I'm glad you mentioned that. That's in El Paso, Texas. That's not in SoCal. That is not in Southern California. If you want to go to the race, you can get an Amtrak ticket for ninety dollars to El Paso, Texas. That's I looked into it. It's not ninety dollars. What's, what's that fixie prize money like? Could that, you break even? I think you probably would break even. One hundred eighty if you stay in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no. Let me. I have a funny story to tell you about that race because the guy was like, I got this email from this kid named Eric um, Hausknick and. Is that how do you pronounce that name right now? Eric, how do you pronounce his last name? Housenick? Yeah, Housenick. I'm sorry, Eric, if I mess up your name. Anyways, thank you for reaching out to us. He was like, hey, guys, we're having a, uh, a race in El Paso. We love the podcast. We just wanted to know if you guys could just let us know or let everybody know about it, you know? That's I right, said, man. dude, of course. And they're going to put our logo on, the, on their Crooked Owl poster. And he was telling me in the email how they have a lot of racers coming from Mexico. They've been doing this race for the past few years, but every year it's getting bigger, and they have teams coming up from Mexico. Inside, that team's coming from Arizona cool. inside. And so it's kind of cool to see. Again, we're here in Southern California, but the the scene expanding in other places. You just came from Arizona, you know, and these guys they have racers out in Arizona, and they're doing this in El Paso, you um, know. Is what it, do you have a website for that or just on Facebook? Check out the events, the Crooked Owl Criterium. The Crooked Owl Criterium. This is happening April 16th, and so as more information starts developing, we'll let you know because we're in contact. But I just want wanted to put it out there right away you know yeah, we had one of our listeners chime in saying uh where can i watch these things you know i, I see you um, talking about these things sounds interesting like you may not be a cyclist but it just sounds interesting where can right. i watch like some fixie carnage right right <clears throat> so i think we will we'll start posting uh, more and more races on our yeah. on our website cyclefeed.xyz yeah most definitely on the facebook as well is and- cyclefeed um and on our Instagram, too, we have our Instagram at CycleFeed, 
And, uh, you know, you can only post 15 seconds, but I try to do the best 15 seconds that I could put together for races that I'm in, you know, not races that I'm racing, but footage races where I catch some footage, you know? And so that's, uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from those 15 second videos because people want to, not everybody wants to just watch a race go down for an hour, but people want to see sprints. People want to see the finishes, you know, and, and people just... They just want to see it, yeah. so that's cool. That's I'm great. I'm excited for the uh, the Fusak opener. Oh yeah, hashtag Fusak, yeah. exactly. Dixie USA Cycling um, first race is going to be the Comeback Crit that yep. is going to be located at five six zero one North Skylab Road, yep. Huntington Beach, California, and that's put on by OC Breakless. So fifty six zero one North Skylab Road. Put on by OC Breakless, uh, Luis and the gentlemen out there making yep. magic happen. There's going to be points. Mm-hmm. So first place is going to get 10 points. Uh, second is going to get nine. Eighth. Sorry. Brain fart. It's Third okay. place is going to get eight points. Fourth, seven points, all the way on down to one point for 10th. Um, cumulative points, most by the end, wins. <clears throat> Unfortunately, uh, Dawson's Creek will not be out there. What? You're not going to do it? That, man, I got uh, I got some titanium upgrades to handle. Oh, uh, you want to talk about that? <clears throat> no, we keep that off the air. Okay. <laughs> no, um, Ronnie has uh, some biohacking going on. He's going to get some he's going to get faster in these races. So, no, I've just I've had a broken arm that I've been racing on for a year and a half and <laughs> Wow. I know that sounds why. <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound crooked. <laughs> it is crooked, but just Ronnie's been racing alignment. on a broken arm for the past year, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so my, my humerus never never healed from when I was in a uh, a snoozer coma in let's see July of 2014. So it's been yeah, almost 20 months. So the doctor is going to take a piece of my pelvis and relocate it into my humerus bone, which is the bicep bone. Wow. There ain't nothing humorous about that. There's nothing humorous about Man, that. your pelvis does not belong anywhere near my bicep. Isn't that crazy how they do that, though? Like, they're willing to just say, listen, we, we're going to borrow this and put it here. Yeah. And it's like, my pelvis doesn't need it? And they'll go, nah, your pelvis doesn't nah. need it. No. My hips, they didn't lie before, but now they're going to they're they're have some fibs. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shakira. You know yeah, what I'm so I had five, five surgeries last year, was hoping for none this year but i had an x-ray the other day thinking my arm was all healed and the doctor's like yeah i'm not sure how you've been racing with a broken arm but we should probably put your pelvis and get it involved in the situation has it been hurting at all it, have you yeah, been feeling any discomfort hurts. or anything like i can't really do push-ups or or throw children because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both of those happen pretty regularly mm-hmm. Or raise your pimp hand. <laughs> pimp hand, not strong. Okay, not strong. <laughs> Long, because I got like a, a large wingspan. I mean, six foot two, so okay. I a few. All right. But it's definitely, yeah, I, I can't really do a push-up. I used to be able to do like 100 push-ups in two minutes. That's crazy. That seal life, you know. Wow. So gonna gonna get fixed a little bummed i'll be out for a couple days but just a couple though yeah i bounce back quick but I, I gotta make sure it you know it heals correctly sure you really do right. yeah so i'll probably take a maybe simmer down on uh on road riding but just stay fit by like riding the trainer mm-hmm. so i'll mm-hmm. put out maybe we'll do an episode on like 
how to recover through adversity and without accident. losing yeah. fitness. That's a good point. That's so very important. I'll probably run and just ride the trainer and then maybe just do races. We'll see. Maybe for the first like two or three weeks, just kind of simmer. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Because you can like, you can still stay fit without having to put like torque on your arm. Right. So right. Right. On Netflix and chill mm-hmm. on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> with your arm up in a sling, just no. pumping it. Just riding like indoors. That's cool. Dude, the indoor trainer is a good workout. I've been thinking about getting a roller. I've been looking at rollers. Yeah. Would you suggest a roller or a trainer? Um, roller takes a little bit of like skill to learn. That's why I like them. That's why I like it. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, you can see my trainer right there. I yeah. I just own the trainer. It puts friction to the rear wheel. Okay. Uh, it can wear the tire a little bit. Bless you. Salud. So it's more just personal preference. Okay. But... I don't know. There's kind of a swag factor of like being the guy on rollers. Right, right. They say that rollers really help you keep your line, obviously. Yeah, so it's like a good skill. More core, I think more core work uh-huh. with rollers. Like when you're riding, it's going to be more like similar to riding on the road. Right. But I'd say get whatever you can get for, uh, you know, the fixie dollars. Yeah, if anybody has work. any rollers, holler at your boy on Facebook. Yeah, he'll be hashtagging you to say thanks. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Every rainy day. <laughs> Just thank you. <laughs> Wrapping it up, folks. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys have anything you want us to cover in the future, we want to be a tangible resource just providing value. Most definitely. So whether it's something that me or Dean might know or we can consult uh, some experts and maybe get an expert on. Or oh, yeah. Just uh, seek out these answers and provide you guys with uh, useful snacking for your ear holes. Right, right. And I wanted to make a little announcement. I think this is very important to talk about. So it's probably been about a year since we started Cycle Feed. Okay. Oh. And so I remember the first story that we covered on our Instagram was the Wolfpack ride that uh, Yvette went out, our producer went out to go cover. And it's one of our first, like, pictures that we posted on our Instagram and the growth that we've seen within the past year to now is something that we never really would have imagined now we always have ideas we always have things that we want to do or things that we would hope to see happen but when they actually take place and when like plans come through and things happen bigger than what you expected and you actually get encouragement from the streets it helps us keep going you know and like all the encouragement that you've given us me, Ronnie, even when you guys see that when she comes out, like it is so helpful and we really appreciate it. I was at the crash ride and some kid walked up to me and he introduced himself and he said that he was like, hey, man, I know Ronnie. He gave me a couple of jerseys. And I was like, damn, Ronnie's giving everybody jerseys. You know, I don't know. Does that sound familiar to you no, at all? Man, I'm kind of a hoarder. I never really give anything away. OK. No, <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to get all sorts of DMs now. Be like, yo, what about that jersey? Yo, what's up with that? What's up with that jersey you want? You no, blah, blah, blah. seriously, if you if you're a rider in need, and when I say need, I mean need with a N E E D, not W A N T. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so need versus want. If you don't have a kit, like reach out, and I'll do my best to get you dialed. Very nice. Very nice. And see, that's the thing is like this like circle that's like spinning is like connecting always. You know, like, and I really appreciated him walking up to me and just saying the connection that he made. Him loving the show, great. But him being like, "Yo, dude, Ronnie's a great guy. This is what he did for me." You know, and so like it just seems more real. Anyways, I want to thank Yvette really for this year i want to thank ronnie for being here as well and honestly i anticipate a lot of good things going on this year and so i just want to thank you guys and 
Yeah, dude. Good things ahead, man. Let's do this shit. It's almost like uh, Taylor Swift when she gets up to an accepting award and she's like, I didn't know you guys really like me. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys really like me. That's what oh, I'm thinking really? as you're saying this. It's like, Dean, you don't know that you're hot snacks yet. No, no, I'm not. I have confidence issues. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nah, man. That's cool to hear. So thank you all for your support. And Seriously. We'll, uh, we'll keep it coming. Anything you guys have going on in the streets, let us know. We want to be that voice of cycling for you. So. You guys continue to thrive on, and thanks for tuning in. Cool. Quietty.